0: Welcome to the Landmark Apostolic Church's podcast. If we say we have fellowship with Him and walk in darkness, we lie and do not the truth. But, if we walk in the light as He is in the light, we have fellowship with one another. And the blood of Jesus Christ cleanses us from all sin. They were in white linen. They were one in the Spirit, in one, blessing Him, glorifying Him. The ministers were waiting to preach, but the singers were one, and those that played music were one, and they were consecrated, and they were one for giving me an opportunity to teach to you today. And uh, as you can see on the screen, my message is a pretty simple one. A pretty simple one. Glory to God. Uh, I'm going to read for us several scriptures, about four, and then I've asked, oh, okay, it's, uh, I'm going to ask Brother Cody then to back up to the first scripture, and we're going to look at them verse by verse. Looking in the word of the Lord, if you prefer to use your Bibles, in 2 Corinthians, excuse me, 2 Chronicles, Old Testament, 2 Chronicles, the fifth chapter, beginning with the 11th verse, and I'm going to be reading through the 14th verse. Glory to God. I'll let those of you who have your Bibles, I'll let you get to it it'll be on the screen too and the word of the lord reads and it came to pass when the priests were come out of the holy place for all the priests that were present were sanctified and did not then wait by course also the levites which were the singers all of them of asaph of heman of jeduthun with their sons and their brethren Being arrayed in white linen, having cymbals and psalteries and harps, stood at the east end of the altar, and with them a hundred and twenty priests sounding with trumpets. And it came, it came even to pass as the trumpeters and the singers were as one to make one sound to be heard in praising and thanking the Lord, that when they lifted up their voice with the trumpets and cymbals and instruments of music and praised the Lord, saying, for he is good, for his mercy endureth forever, that then the house was filled with a cloud, even the house of the Lord, so that the priests could not stand to minister by reason of the cloud, For the glory of the Lord had filled the house of God. Dear Jesus, we thank you, Lord, for thy blessed word. We thank you for the word that we have heard previous. We thank you for the word today. Lord Jesus, quicken us according to it. And bless the speaker that will be afterwards. And we will thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated. Praise the Lord. Glory to God. Beginning now with the eleventh verse. And it came to pass. Now, let me tell you something about this, these verses that I've just read to you. It begins, and it came to pass. This verse has to do with the Temple of Solomon in its first church service. David, in his, when he was king, it was, put in his, it was in his heart and he told Nathan the prophet that he wanted to build a house to the Lord. And Nathan said, do, what, do according to your heart. But then the Lord spoke to Nathan and he said, you go back to David and tell him you can't build this house. But your son that proceeds out of your loins, he will build a house for my name. They had a building program to build a house for the name of the Lord that his name might be there forever. And after a long time building, the house is now completed. And this is the first church service. Now, let's take a look and keep in mind, and it came to pass. And it came to pass when the priests were come out of the holy place, for all the priests that were present were sanctified and did not wait by course. The physical house was built, but the priests, something was going on in the priests, a building too. And they were ready. It says they were sanctified, which means they had consecrated themselves unto the Lord. All their sins were covered. They were ready to minister, ready to approach God. They were sanctified. And the next verse, the 12th verse, look at this. Also the Levites that were the singers also the Levites that were the singers, those that had a ministry to sing unto the Lord and to play music. Let's look at this. All of them of Asaph, of Heman, of Jeduthun, with their sons and brethren, being arrayed in white linen. Now, I want for us to focus on two things that I want to bring to our attention before I go on with this. It said the priests were sanctified. They didn't have to wait by course. They were ready to go. They were ready to approach God. The singers also wearing white linen. Now, what is that speaking of? In the book of Revelation, this is not a, one of the slides. In the seventh chapter, we find from this, in the ninth verse, After this, behold, lo, a great multitude which no man could number, of all nations and kindreds and people and tongues, stood before the throne and before the Lamb, clothed with white robes and palms in their hands. And they cried with a loud voice, saying, Salvation to our God, which sitteth upon the throne and unto the Lamb. Now John was having this great vision And in this vision, this was kind of an interactive vision. He was seeing it. He was experiencing it. And one of the things he saw in this vision were 24 elders that were seated near the throne. And after he saw this multitude that no man could number wearing white robes, one of the elders turned to him and said this, One of the elders answered, saying unto me, What are these arrayed in white robes? And whence came they? And I answered him, Sir, thou knowest. And he said unto me, These are they which came out of great tribulation and have washed their robes and made them white in the blood of the Lamb. White robes, white linen. Looking at First John, the first chapter, it's not, on, it's not up there. We're going to come to stuff up there, but that's not right now. Anyway, 1 John, the first chapter, the third through ninth verse, and I want to I say something about this part of this message. There's only one person that breaks the bread of life, and it's not us. When God gives a message, he is the one source. And I have been so blessed being here with you all because over the course of time, I've heard the Lord and I've heard the Lord and I've heard the Lord and I've seen the word of God mesh together and build and build and build. And last week, the Lord gave his servant, Brother Hogan, a message all in from the table to the tree. A serious message for consecration. All in from the table to the tree. This multitude, which no man could number, they had, were all in. They had come through the fire of tribulation. They had washed the robes and made them white in the blood of the Lamb. Looking at 1 John, the third through the ninth verse, listen to the apostle John here in his first epistle. That which we have seen and heard, declare we unto you that you might may also have fellowship with us. And truly our fellowship is with the Father and his son Jesus Christ. This then is the message which we have heard of him and declare unto you, that God is light, in him is no darkness at all. All in. No darkness at all. If we say we have fellowship with him and walk in darkness, we lie and do not the truth. But... If we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another, and the blood of Jesus Christ cleanses us from all sin. If we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another, And there's something else that happens without our having to ask for it. The blood cleanses. It doesn't stop cleansing. Glory to God. We walk in the light. Yes. We walk in the light. We have fellowship with one another. And we are kept clean. Cleanses us from all sin. If we say that we have no sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. That message last week. Now I tell you what, we can't play around with ourselves. (laughs) Ourselves are one of the things we have to overcome. But through him that loves us, stay prayed up, packed up, ready to go, loving one another. You know, I wanna say this before I even go on with these verses. There's a little church down near the tip of the state in little town of Thebes, little apostolic church now in UPC. Back when I had visited there, they weren't. And they sang a little chorus there that I've never heard anywhere else. Little, Little chorus, it goes like this. There's no stopping us now if we love one another and pray. With the Holy Ghost power, it's the church's finest hour. Satan, get out of our way. Trouble only drives us to our knees, and we're better when we bow. Jesus Christ is the head of this church. There's no stopping us now. There's no stopping us now if we love one another and pray. Glory to God. Glory to God. If we say that we have no sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness, even what we don't know. Glory to God. The final thing I want to say about these white robes, going back to Revelation the 19, chapter, the fifth through the eighth verse, not up there. (laughs) And a voice came out of the throne saying, Praise our God, ye his servants and ye that fear him, both small and great. Listen to this. And I heard as it were the voice of a great multitude and as the voice of mighty thundering saying, Hallelujah, for the Lord God omnipotent reigneth. Let us be glad and rejoice and give honor to him, for the marriage of the Lamb is come, and his wife hath made herself ready. And to her it was granted that she should be arrayed in fine linen, clean and white, for the fine linen is the righteousness of the saints. The bride... Now, who is the bride? We are the bride. We are the bride. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. I didn't know whether I'd ever get a bride. But I told the Lord, if I ever married, he was going to show me. And I know that when I bring up things that have to do with my wife, she begs me not to, but I'm sorry. (laughs) But the Lord told me 42 years ago something about the kind of woman that I was to marry. I told the Lord he was going to have to show me. I wasn't going to date, and I didn't. I don't mind waiting now. i've got the one that he showed me glory to god the bride of christ going back to the scriptures now in second chronicles it came even to pass it came even to pass as the trumpeters and singers were as one to make one sound to be heard in praising and thanking the Lord when they lifted up their voice with the trumpets and cymbals and instruments of music and praised the Lord, saying, For he is good. Brother Price, for he is good. Glory to God, glory to, if I think of Brother Price, that's what, God is good, praise, for he is good. For his mercy endureth forever. They made one sound unto the Lord. One sound, and let's look at what the sound was. The thing they were singing was first of all true about him and they were praising him so they were touching his heart to glorify him. They were one to bless him for his truth and bless him himself. They were one in this. That then... The house was filled with a cloud, even the house of the Lord. This touched him. They were prepared. They were in white linen. They were one in the Spirit, in one, blessing him, glorifying him. The ministers were waiting to preach. But the singers were one, and those that played music were one, and they were consecrated, and they were one in blessing God. The house was filled with a cloud, even the house of the Lord, so that the priest could not stand to minister by reason of the cloud, for the glory of the Lord had filled the house of God. First service in the new building. The house was prepared physically, and so were they. The house that the Lord said, my name will forever be there. I want to say this before I go on. Over time, for during the course of about eight years ago, Not every day, not every month, a few times a year, Brother Phil Eggleston, after being in prayer as he was most of the time during the day, would out of the blue say something to me that I thought was interesting, but I didn't see how it had anything to do with him or me since we were in Jonesboro. Every now and then, when he'd come out of his place in prayer, he'd say to me, Brother Glenn, the Lord told me that Sparta is a house of refuge. Now, the first time he ever heard that phrase was a time that he felt impressed to call Joanne Carter on the phone. He liked to talk to Sister Joanne. I didn't hardly, he didn't let me very often. That's a fact. She can testify to that. I like to talk to her too, but I didn't get to. But God would deal with his heart, and every now and then he'd call her. And I want to tell you one more thing about her. A lot of times she'd say, I was just about to call you. I don't know how many times you told us that. Anyway, but, but about nine years ago, in a conversation on the phone, she said to him, this church in Sparta is a house of refuge. He told me that, about that. But then from time to time, sometimes five months would go by, and out of the blue, he'd say, you know, the Lord spoke to me, and he said, that church in Sparta is a house of refuge. I had no idea, did I? Glory to God. God knows. And it even came to pass Now, I want to tell you something that happened last Sunday that I wasn't expecting. After the messages that I heard last Sunday, I uh, afterwards uh, began thinking about the message God had given me for today. And uh, I prayed, and I was praying about, I felt good about everything I'd been given. And I prayed, and I said, Lord, if there's anything else you want me to add to this, I want you to show me. Now, I work at night. Most of you know I work at Walmart third shift. And at nine o'clock at night, I was driving to Walmart, and I turned the radio on to WXAN. Now, at nine o'clock at WXAN, there's a local denominational church that has their broadcast, and it's 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 the the old fashioned old line. Read give give you a program at the door every responsive reading every hymn even the title of the message everything is marked out in that program what they're going to do what they're going to say when they're going to sing and, very, and typical old organ music the old 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 hymns and the preacher is real kind of you know very like this the word of the lord you know that i mean literally i'm not mocking him that's Thus saith the gospel of God. That's how he'd say when he'd read his scripture. And most of the time, when I've tuned this in on a Sunday night, I haven't listened very long. But this particular Sunday, driving to work, something happened that got my attention. In his scripture reading, he began reading from the next verses I'm going to be reading, all of them well that got my attention and then he did they did something in the service that i don't remember what and then next slide and then he gave the title of his message e pluribus unum e pluribus unum that's latin that's the motto of the united states did you know that the motto of the united states now i Also, as some of you know, I'm a Civil War lecturer. My specialty is telling about the experience of Southern Illinoisans in the Civil War. Union soldiers. Union soldiers. Now, e pluribus unum, the motto of the United States, means literally, out of many, one. The sacrifice of volunteers from this part of the state was enormous. Some of our regiments suffered the heaviest casualties of any in battle. And they changed the course of history. This is why I lecture about them. Little old southern Illinois. Uh, Of southern Illinois, only two counties had a draft because every county, including Randolph County, provided 50% above its quota for volunteers. They were fighting for the union. They were fighting for the oneness of the United States. Out of many, one. This was their cause. Now, the next verses that I'm going to be reading, and we're going to look at them a verse at a time, are something for us to think about dearly. You know, if Jesus Christ was here in person, in the flesh, how many here would be confident that whatever need you had, regardless of what any doctor said, you would be healed? if you needed a miracle and Jesus Christ was here in the flesh and he prayed, how many would be confident that we would receive it? In the gospel of Matthew, Mark, and Luke, we have the accounts of the words that Jesus prayed in the Garden of Gethsemane. But in the book of John, the 17th chapter, we have the prayer before the prayer in the Garden of Gethsemane. And it's a prayer for us. And I'm going to be looking at a particular verse and then I'm going to read the last verses of the 17th chapter. Jesus himself praying for us. And beginning at the 11th verse, it reads of the 17th chapter of John, and now I am no more in the world, but these are in the world. And I come to thee, Holy Father, Keep through thine own name those whom thou hast given me that they may be one as we are. Dropping down to the 21st verse through the final verse, which is the 26th, the 21st verse reads that they all may be one as thou, Father, art in me and I in thee that they also may be one in us, that the world may believe that thou hast sent me. By this shall all men know. By this shall all men know if you have love one to another. That's not in this, that's earlier in John. But it's, It's in the same spirit. The 22nd verse reads And the glory which thou gavest me, I have given them. The glory which thou hast given me, I have given them. There is no such thing as any little act of obedience. Glory to God that they may be one, even as we are one. The 23rd verse reads, I in them, and thou in me, that they may be made perfect in one. In the old Wesleyan churches, the Wesleyan movement that preceded the Pentecostal movement, they John Wesley got around some Moravian Pentecostals on a ship from from the United States back to England and they were these brethren full of the Holy Ghost had a big influence on him and he realized there was a deeper experience than repentance and he sought it and he believed he received it and he called it sanctification but One of the other words they used for this was being made perfect in love. Being made perfect in love. That they may be made perfect in one, that the world may know that thou hast sent me and has loved them as thou hast loved me. How greatly are we loved? How greatly are each and every one of us loved? Glory to God, glory to God. That the world may know that thou hast sent me and hast loved them as thou hast loved me. The 24th verse reads, Father, I will that they also whom thou hast given me be with me where I am, that they may behold my glory, which thou hast given me, for thou lovest me before the foundation of the world. The 25th verse, O righteous Father, the world hath not known thee, but I have known thee, and these have known that thou hast sent me. 26th verse, and I have declared unto them thy name and will declare it, that the love wherewith thou hast loved me may be in them and I in them. He prayed this for us. Jesus Christ prayed this for us. When we are one, when we love one another, when we love God and live for him and love one another, something far greater than we can ever imagine is going on right here. Glory to God. Glory to God. I'm going to read Psalm 133. Psalm 133 reads this way. Behold how good and how pleasant it is for brethren to dwell together in unity. To dwell together in one. It is like the precious ointment upon the head that ran down to the beard, even Aaron's beard, and went down to the skirts of his garments. As the dew of Hermon, as the dew that descended on the mountains of Zion, for there the Lord commanded the blessing, even life forevermore. What this is saying is, when we are one, in that place is he likens it to the outpouring and overflowing of the anointing oil that flowed over the high priest Aaron's head and flowed all the way to the floor. The outpouring. The overflow. There the Lord commanded the blessing, even life forevermore. Which brings me around to this that I didn't know until Brother Rice let me know it. This is Pentecost Sunday. And so in closing, turning to Acts the second chapter, the first through the fourth verse. I only have up there the first verse, but let's let's look at this. And when the day of Pentecost was fully come, They were all with one accord in one place. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven like a rushing mighty wind, and it filled all the house where they were sitting. And there appeared unto them cloven tongues like as of fire, and it sat upon each of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and began to, began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. I am so glad I am with you here. And it even came to pass Glory to God, glory to God, glory to God. Blessed Lord Jesus, I thank you for this body here. I thank you for the love of God that is manifest here. I thank you for your people that love one another and that love you. I thank you, Jesus, dear God, for my brothers and sisters are not here by accident but you have called us together. You have given us a blessed pastor after your own choosing. And he loves us and he feeds us and he is an example to us. And you give us each other and you give us all a calling to be one. And we love you and thank you for it. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Amen.